0: This album is dedicated to all brothers and sisters. My men and my women. And yo, it's time. Put our hands hop, hop. I'm talking about y'all hip hop. Hip hop, 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 hip hop.
1: The stories of hip hop, of rap music, are the stories of a million MCs who inside of them, the words are coming. The words they need to make sense of the world around them. The words are witty and blunt, abstract and linear, sober and fucked up. And when we decode that torrent of words, by which I mean really listen to them with our minds and our hearts open, we can understand their world better. And ours, too. It's the same world. This is Rhymes and Reasons.
2: My name is Dispute1, otherwise known as Extreme. Extreme is an acronym that stood for Exquisite Examples, truly representing E for Musical Eternity. The original beginning to my music wasn't about hip-hop. I actually was a basketball player, and I had a 42-inch vertical. I could dunk, do all kinds of stuff. I came in third place in a dunk contest here that was judged by J.R. Ryder at the time when he used to play for Timberwolves. So we're thinking 89, that was about 15. It was a lot of shit going on at that time, man. I mean, a lot of music. There was so much going on. It was, it was really, really outrageous. 1990 is what did it for me. Who's the
0: man? Is it some brother in a big hat thinking he can get any girl with a good rap? Rolling in a pimped out naked. Leaning to the side so it looks like he's singing into that leopard interior. This brother think every girl's inferior. To his tongue get a dumb girl's fun and she's selling more butt.
2: America's Most Wanted from Ice Cube. That that album was it just made me realize like how music made the world go around with expression and how you could actually be from the hood and still have an articulate way to explain the hood to the rest of the world. I mean and a good example for that was like who's the Mac? Shit, man. That song in general, he goes off on all kinds of different individuals that that are doing their thing in the hood, and I'm from Minnesota so I didn't see prostitutes I didn't see gang shit at all till like the mid like mid 90's so to hear about that I was like that's what's going on in, in, in California I'm like okay cause I was familiar with the east coast that's how I got into hip hop. can I kick it
0: can I kick it yes, you can. can I kick it yes, you can. can I kick it yes, can. can I kick it yes, can. can I kick it Can I kick it? Yes, you can. But I'm gone. Can I kick it? To all the people who like a tribe.
2: Same era, we're talking about a tribe called Quest. The instinctive paths and travels of rhythm. Can I Kick It ultimately was the first party song that I heard and then in the same year, America's Most Wanted dropped and then I, I saw a whole nother side of it. So I saw the East Coast having fun, partying and playing and then I got him over there talking about bring your bitch over here, blah, bam. And you're like, oh my God. Like it was just so many dynamics, East and West. And I'm stuck in the middle. I related more to them on the east coast because we had a lot of cats that literally We're trying to be characters. And I say characters lightly. They didn't know what kind of rap style they were going to have. But in that era, that 89 to about 94 era, whatever you did was acceptable because it was new, it was different, and it was innovative. Unlike today, where everyone wants to be like each other, we didn't want to be like each other back then. We were like, I'll be damned if I look like that guy across the street or if I sound like that guy across the river. And we always wanted to go check out a show from anybody that was around town or out of state or in state because we were we were the type that was like mature artists basically imitate and and when it comes to like unnecessary artists they steal so we wanted to see things emulate it try to bring what we could out of it and then form ourselves we were doing coffee shops we were rocking little mom and pop stores we were still doing the in stores at the time for places that like in st paul there's a record store called urban lights it was big for us but St. Paul and Minneapolis are night and day. Minneapolis gets live and crazy after 6 p.m. St. Paul shuts down. After 6 p.m. So you say the twin cities, it's really polar opposite twins. You got that one that one twin that gets crazy wild at night, and then St. Paul's just like, nah, I'm done. I'm done for tonight. That's why I was able to relate with the West Coast, East Coast music at that time, because I could easily go, Yeah, when I'm in St. Paul, it's just like this. It's, I feel like I feel like this is what we are. When I'm in Minneapolis, all this is this is LA all day. You know, I know exactly what to expect.
0: Little boys and girls, they all love me. let me tell you a story or two about a podcast ass nigga I knew named Jack. He wasn't that nibble, wasn't that quick. Jumped over the candlestick and burnt his dick. Ran up the street cause he was piping hot. Met a bitch named Jill on the bus stop. Dropped the line or two and he had the hoe. At that type of shit, he's a pro. I so mean, my life
2: was really, really basic and kickback. I'm one of the few brothers that still have their mom and dad living together, married. My parents have been together since the ninth grade, man. I mean, we're talking, I'm what happened on prom. And, and, and it's one of those deals, when you see me, most cats see that I embody the street, I embody everything else, but I grew up real chill. I grew up in a very cool environment, a, a strong, family-structured environment. It was always about get your shit right, get your shit tight type of attitude, and so I always applied that to music. So when I started hearing music that was serious, that was direct, and was basically saying, this is how it is, and we're fighting the system, and we're going to go against certain things, it totally felt good to me because I felt like I needed somewhere to be. I needed something to do with my own life. Like, I know I was strong enough in words and mentally, but I didn't know I could actually put words together and articulate songs that other people would appreciate. I just knew that I was always cool and comfortable around different things i was always good and comfortable around even hostile environments just because when i did decide to step out that album made me go all right Miracles most wanted i mean literally a gangster's tale kind of did it for me the little boy's voice on there narrating that just made me go oh shit you know what i mean like okay i'm, I'm with this
0: Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall with a joint drink some eight ball three little pigs in a coupe de veal. looking for the wolf to kill that and Humpty used to be friends, not enemies, cause he's a traitor. Pulled out the Uzi Cruz and sprayed him. Cinderella hoeing for the fellas. And Mr. Rogers is getting mighty jealous of the cash that the pigs were making. Time for the pigs to get turned to bacon, cause Mr. Rogers found out quick. The Humpty Dumpty was blown to bits. They said that the motherfucking wolf was next, so Mr. Rogers better watch his step. So he let the wolf know we're gonna fuck up the pigs and take. I was a student of the
2: game, so I looked at how the albums were laid out, as far as artistically, what they did for visual presence, as far as what you saw on the J cards when you opened it up, how it looked around, how the songs played from start to ending. Both of those CDs, I could put them in, and I never had to skip through a song. And they were so east and west you know, from each other, no pun intended. It was literally one of those things where you go, okay, this guy writes like this and he's a rhythm writer. He writes to the beat, I can tell. This song here, totally different than this because of the cadence that he used. And so then I started, as I was writing in myself, I would look and I'd reference some certain songs and be like, does that sound like that? And if it did, I was like, I must be winning, okay, that's good, that's good. There were classic examples to say, this is a winner, this is a winner, and that's how you should do with anything. I mean, you, you model yourself after winners and you say, that's what I eventually want to get to, not what I want to be, but I want to get to that status.
0: Can I kick it? don't give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a slug glove. Like a box of positives it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove
2: I always grew up listening to music around the house, you know. They had a lot of 45s playing and whatnot, and it was always chill. But once I started to actually become a student of hip-hop, then I was like, well, where did they get that sample? And what did, where's that from? And and then a bunch of my buddies that were in high school at the time, believe it or not, I went to high school with I Self Divine and, and Truth Maze and those guys, they went to my high school South High. And so, like I self divine, and he had a crew called the Micronauts. Way before that, they were the Metro Unit, which was a bunch of buddies that were all together. So I used to see them, and I was like, man, that's what I want to be like. And then I listened to these albums, and I combined the two, like. My boy down the street sounds like Q. He sounds like him. And I'm like, I get it. So then it was easier for me. And that's when I started to hang out again. Like I said, I started to hang with these guys like, you guys get it. I was like, I just want I, I to be a part of it. You know, like, this basketball don't mean shit right now compared to what you guys got going on.
0: Can I kick it? To my tribe that flows in layers Right now, Fife is a sayer. At times, I'm a studio conveyor Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? You'll be doing us a really big favor Boy, this track really has a lot of flavor When it comes to rhythms, Quest is your savior Follow us for the funky behavior Make a note on the rhythm we gave you Feel free, drop your pants, yak your hair Do you like the garments that we wear?
2: It was about 91. I was a junior in high school and I was looking forward to some AAU tournaments and I was really thinking it was going to be popping in my senior year because I was getting ready. I was just about to start varsity as a junior and I was excited. I was playing basketball at about eight in the morning at a park two blocks away from my high school by my house and I was playing with a bunch of guys and unfortunately a guy landed on my left ankle and he tore the ligaments in my left ankle and I went home and the doctor was like well you'll never really have that that leaping explosion you'll be able to ball but you won't be able to put it down the way you used to so I kind of fell into a slight depressive state because I was like damn this was like my ace card like this is what I had but then (laughs) while I was sitting down one time watching guys play play ball at the same park that I got hurt with an air with like one of those walking casts on. Somebody walked by with some hip hop on a boom box and like walked by and I I can't recall if it was I'm bad or, or what the situation was. I just can't remember what was going on. But it was an LL Cool J joint. And I remember yeah, you know what? It was an LL cool J joint because I remember listening and I was like holy shit like okay this is really it the dude was walking he had the Kangol on the guy had the adidas suit i mean it was like 90 degrees outside man and i was like okay i don't need this anymore i was like if he's that cool in this hot ass weather no one laughed at him everybody told him to come over and bring the boombox there so we could finish balling so i went yeah hoops Basketball, it was an easy transition. You know
0: it's funky, 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 cause you heard it from his see, a chance that you love that don't be hitting no airplay, strictly in front when you're riding around, 12 o'clock like at night, put your windows down, 10 lights, make cause your battery stream, i am roll on your tires and a big old chain, parking outside all the hip hop spots, push your EQ and play, connect the dots, lean into the... It was kind of,
2: it was it was a little moment. I mean, they allowed me to have my own personal re- reflection on it. Like, don't take away the fact that it hurts, that I can't do what I love. But at the same time, I mean, I mean, I have the best example in a father. I mean, this is a guy that found out his girlfriend was pregnant and she was moving to Minnesota. And they're from Jacksonville and Gainesville, Florida. He packed up and bounced. And came here, left everything. So I can understand where, you know, when something doesn't work, there's always something that will work. And you should never just assume just because that plan A isn't working, that that plan B won't. Because, I mean, we can all, as adults, ask ourselves, what did you say you were going to be when you were five or six years old? You're not that now. Your Plan B kicked in. So ultimately, that was what it was for me. Hey, that was life. You're good at that. You'll always be good at that. You know, if you want to do it, stay in that capacity. Coach, do this, do that. I mean, they gave me my options. Like, don't just assume this is the end of the world. It was all about about picking up and moving forward. Don't leave anything behind. But pick up what you what, what's broken and take it and, and like reconstruct well, it. And I
0: guess it's else. the allure. Like when you need to score, one second on the clock and the shot's all yours. Hit or miss, we take the risk Cause anything's better than ina's and warm grits Trading pussy babies for fly divas that fuck Her only concern is if my car match her clutch Yeah she a gold digger but that pussy good So what the fuck, don't be late for this players ball Hurry up and get money Don't be no lame, bitch warmers never ride on, So play the game Never drop the ball, never accept the
2: Get back up if you fall. In St. Paul, where I'm from, calls, I mean, there was gangbangers. Minnesota's kind of like an eclectic. It's like one big goulash of everything. You get all kinds of music, you get all kinds of dynamic people that come through in and out, and then they bring their experiences. So being that like I self was from LA, I could understand because I'm like, Yeah, he's from LA. I'm like, all right, but he's living here, and I see where these influences have helped him, and he's still conscious, and you know what I mean you could just kind of balance it, and I was like, it is possible, it was very possible, and then you had, like, little cliques in Minnesota that were doing things here and there, like, little pockets of people, and little pockets of crews, but they ultimately were on their own shit, some of them were influenced by UGK, I mean, Pocket Full of Stones, I mean, I remember that, when that came out, I was like, then where are them dudes from? And I'm like, down south? I thought they were from the east coast. And so like other cats were taking those vibes and running with it. So you always saw a pocket somewhere of music that reminded you of somewhere other than Minnesota. And that's what made Minnesota seem easy enough to want to wanna do music. Because you didn't feel judged at all. I you
0: bars if you need rhyme or reason. Some people change is a part of life like season's. Just be aware that everybody ain't your friend. They'll be gone with the wind. Once your jump shot don't go in, or your ACL torn and you a couple yards short from a Super Bowl championship. And it was dying for. Gotta play the field, be willing to ride, willing to die for what you desire. Call your complied, I just kinda kick back. Collide. I started
2: watching but other, other people do things that that used to hoop that don't hoop anymore. And just seeing if I could actually transition myself into something else other than basketball because it was all about basketball i mean once i realized i could dunk my whole world changed it's official i'm five nine and a half man that gives you a good indication right there i'm not a tall dude so catching me in the air and rebounding over you and dunking on you was was pretty spectacular so it was like your 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 whole bright light got dim super fast you know and then it's like now you're in the dark and no one's talking to you because you're not on the court anymore so I dove into music and I learned that music was more of a uh, a therapeutic thing than anything and that's when I started to become a student to it because I went god this song makes me feel really cool this one almost makes me want to cry this one makes me understand what he's on and then I was like well okay that's what basketball did for me I could dribble I could do certain shit I could express my attitude like my, my ego my cockiness my humbleness all that with an assist I treated ball like life you know like you would treat friends and Relatives and so hip hop became my next friend, my next relative, and that's why it stayed as passionate to
0: me. You know, they got me trapped in this prison of seclusion. Happiness living on the pieces of delusion. Even a smooth criminal one day must get caught. Shut up, a shot down with the bullet that he bought. Now I'm millimeter kicking, thinking about what the street do to me. Cause they never talk. Pete in the black community. All we know is violence. Do the job in silence.
2: I was actually around that time in 91, it was the Two Now album that came out. And on top of that other one, we had Breaking Adams Joint, which was also with main source. Now that year alone, those two albums came out when I was sitting on my ass. And so People were like, you look like Large Professor, because I had the afro thing going at the time, the glasses, and then my voice was kind of cool. When they were like, you look like this dude, this dude, and I was like, who's this guy? Then they gave me that album to listen to. A buddy of mine gave me his album to borrow, and I listened to the whole shit, and I was like, wow, looking at the front door did it for me, you know? Because the guy was just like, we fight every night. Now that's not kosher, and I'm like, no shit. I was like, you know, I argue with my girl all the damn time. You know, I was like, I should play
0: this shit for her and then hang up. We fight every night, now that's not kosher. I reminisce with of when we was closer and wake up to be greeted by an argument again. You act like a 10, so immature. I try to concentrate on the cure and keep looking at the front door. Thinking if I were to evacuate, you'd probably be straighter than straight. and wouldn't have so much hate cause you don't know the pain I feel you know, when I Main source, just
2: because I, I could sound like wild that wild wild guy, I looked so like life 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 that life guy. And so, and then I learned he was helping Q-Tip and a few others with production he taught them the NPC and things of that nature and i was like wow this guy's been in the cut for the longest and he's still not getting the credit he deserves to this day for being the inspiration for all these other pioneers you know so that helped me also understand too that no matter what you do your work will always be respected even if they don't talk about you someone else will take your work and they'll do something with it and someone like myself will be able to look back and go oh, that really started with him that guy will get resurrected that day, and then that's why you get all these old guys now that are like 40 plus, they're still doing tours. I mean, because music doesn't die, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just it's how you deliver it. Old music is never old, it's just never heard.
0: I'll advance to your backside foot, foot nine, friends could disamincons where the sun don't shine. So get a flash, go spot like that. You got kicked in the ass by the man with the eyes, of glass. From me, money kicking the girl crap. I'll make a scope, snap. Seeing me all acting this field, my foot was yield. Your brain's simple and reveal. My mind sealed. Coming up with the archaeological finds. Foam drums allow me to spark you with rhymes. The mic's my instrument. My skills are infinite. Catch a hip from it, cause it's the lost professor.
2: His style is my style. If you look at that and you hear the joints, you can hear large professor all day long. Delivery cadence, I would say vocal presence completely, and his how he articulated and enunciated his words. Not once did I hear him stumble, fumble, slur anything and that's that's the type of I would say that the bar that I've raised for myself when I record I generally am a two to three take guy I can get a whole song done in about a half an hour no 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 pat on the back or anything but it's one of those things where I record and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse then I go lay it in I don't just go hey I wrote a song let's go and that's how I felt those guys that album was just pure pure energy he was pure energy everything he said was was solid i basically stole his style and put a twist on it for myself production-wise that kid was a genius it is an undying sound and it was one of the original sounds that broke down hey don't be a poser a faker don't be anything if you're gonna do this do this because it's real and you can hear it in that song no you're faking the funk i mean that that
0: now this is how we do. At the age of 19, heard the scene. A lot of MCs that do not come clean. Fronting on, dealing hard times and rhymes. You see them in the streets and you see no signs of the hell. And they get on stage and tell some old cool cool war story. Ring the bell. You're faking the funk. Talking that extra hard junk. You're probably a punk. And I'ma let you know that this way you just don't.
2: Don't don't be what you're not, be what we are, be what they are, be the things that are what's actually going on right now. Don't be that that poser, that guy that's always going to get talked about, that dude that's whack, you know, that was that era, like,
0: if you're going to come with music, do it right or go home, you know. Crack. cracked and took a part of a family tree, my mama's on this shit, my daddy's quitting, mama's steady blaming me, is it my fault just cause I'm a young black man? Cops whack me as if my destiny is making crack sales Only 15, they got problems Cops on my tail, so I bail till I dodge them They finally pull me over and I laugh Remember Rodney King and I blast on this punk ass Now I got a murder case Punk, I never
2: heard of the place. So, on top of, rag, of that, Tupacalypse to now line, helped redefine what fast, America's fast, Most Wanted was on, in my opinion, too, in my brain, because I went Ice Cubes on this, and then I remember seeing Tupac, and I'm like, whoa, man, this is the digital underground guy, like, you know, I mean, this is I get around type of guy, you know, and I'm like, yeah, and then he came out with the two most spectacular songs that blew me away on that one. We're talking Soldier's Story, and then Trapped. On top of those, Brenda's Got a Baby completely did it for me because I was like, story raps are it. I was like, this is how you become a rapper. You need to know to tell a story from start to finish. In my opinion, man, Brenda's Got a Baby is better than Dear Mama. And, And everybody will argue with me on that one, but Brenda's Got a Baby totally broke down every sister in the hood every sister in the hood that was going through shit you had cousins that were going through those type of problems and then on top of them when you know when you when you really break it down it's like yeah this is a real guy he was sincere and that's what made me and it was in that once again this is pre-pac you know what i mean this is before all of the shit he'll never die you know type of vibe this is that young impressionable guy once again that was, that was it, man. It was those, those two albums there kind of round up that junior year for me. It's the caffeine, the nicotine, the milligrams of tar. It's my habitat, it needs to be
1: cleaned. It's my car, it's the fast talk they use to abuse and feed my brain. It's the cat box, it needs to be changed. It's the pain, it's women. It's the plight for power, it's government. It's the way you're giving knowledge slow with thought control and subtle hints. It's rubbing it, itching it, it's applying cream. It's the foreigners sightseeing with high beams. It's in my dreams. It's the monsters that I conjure. It's the marijuana. It's the embarrassment, displacement. It's where I wander. It's my genre. It's madonna's videos it's game shows it's cheap liquor blunts it's bumper stickers with rainbows it's angels demons gods it's the white demons. the full
2: it's junior the bottom, year i, decided, I just kind of kicked back i just watched people levels. do things asking, my senior year is when things really started to plan out and do their thing because that was 92 i was seeing a lot of things going around at the time that locally we were doing more we were getting out more. The names were getting out more. And the fact that I was still flowing as extreme, cats were kind of like, all right, I see you got skills. So they were inviting me to places and freestyles are what did it for me. I started to freestyle more. I didn't, Once I realized I was good with impromptu words off the head, it became like this passion of mine, like do it in the shower. If I wasn't in the shower rapping, I was rapping on the way to work or rapping on the way to school or something of that nature, kind of kept it going in that sense. After... Losing my my jumping ability and seeing that I couldn't do much but just rap and kind of kick back and be the homie. The senior year was all about getting shows. So then I hooked up with a lot of people out of state like South Dakota, North Dakota, those little areas, believe it or not, Wisconsin had tons of shit going on. I mean, little local cats were trading shows. That's how we started to learn how to book tours and things of that nature, and for us, it was funny. I mean, a tour, really, four cities, you called that a tour, but you're like, dude, I'm not in St. Paul, I'm not in Minneapolis, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in South Dakota right now, I'm in North Dakota, you know, and texting your people, you weren't texting back then, you were sending pages to people, you know what I mean? So you were getting a page and calling where you at now, you know, so it was, it was just nutty, man. It was all about getting out and doing the shows.
1: We travel like the wind across the rotten fruited plain. We travel like the blood that surrounds your brain. Atmosphere is landed, demanding that we raise the curve. Expand the kingdom, calling all heads of the earth. The first tour brought us all the way to Dallas. Seven deep in the MPV to keep the balance. A no van full of talent, with no place to sleep. Ayo, abuse, you really think this food is safe to eat? Peace to that kid they call Orbee. Without him, no heads in Texas, with no me. That fella hooked us up with a hotel and mics to rip.
2: It's more of an accepting culture here, a lot of artists as far as painters, a lot of poets. A lot of MCs, a lot of breakers. I mean, we have a huge collection of talent in this state in general and it was expressed because we were able to trade shows. Rhymesayers Sayers was able to say, hey, I got guys in Chicago that are doing things. You book me there, we'll book you here. So we would swap shows with people. If I go on the road, you can always come see me. And so we made Minnesota accessible to the rest of the country. We didn't try to become what everyone else was in LA or New York or Atlanta or anything of that nature Miami for that matter we just wanted everyone to know you could come here and you will get accepted you will get love we know music we're in the middle there's nothing around us no RCA no bad boy no Def Jam no one's gonna come to your show and sign you on spot like they will somewhere else when when music was super hungry back in the mid 90s you know you were getting signed left and right people were like yeah I was I saw JD at a a restaurant and boom rap for him next thing you know you're in the booth with him two days later and you got a single coming out it wasn't like that here so we had to become our own promoter our own booking agent our own manager I mean it was a billion hats to wear but it was perfect for us we accepted that because we get all walks of life that come in and out of
0: Minnesota I've been fluin' in the Bionic since Snoop smoke Chronic. When life was a bitch and Sally tricked on to Sonic, I was rocking jumpers one flap down with some Tonics. Little nigga with a vision to bust, blows bionic stay paid, rock my hot top fade, dip the on. My starter culture has to match the colors of the crayon. I found role models off a of beat street and breaking, cause my pop stayed drunk, but still he brought home the bacon. Now my mama taught me manners better reading and writing to counteract upon my daddy's drinking, smoking and fighting. Some people ain't like him, so I walked and talked like that. I use my words like weapons Cause he talk like that Cause the fact is him hop grabbed my head It took control of me When I was all alone And nobody was holding me I'm It really became
2: something for me In 94 mind. when it's I dropped my album My solo album Which was uh, It's called IAMIS Which was an acronym It was Immature Artist Imitate Mature Artist Steal And it was a guy When I was about 18 That was like 92 It was a guy We worked on it for almost A year year and a half To get it together And it came out in about 94 And I was signed to his label believe it or not i thought it was i thought that was a big thing and he was a guy in golden valley minnesota that had his shit together at the time you know roger e lear was his name rel and he was a cool dude he didn't sample anything he played everything so my original album has no samples on it and if it is a sample it's a vocal sample of us and us putting it through the machine and tweaking it at the times you got to remember i was recording off of two-inch reel adats and things of that nature so i had a i had a reel-to-reel player in there we would rewind shit so you you had to get good at taking takes you know two takes that guy's pissed off he's got to rewind the tape all the way back and start all over again so it was one of those things so i worked a lot of retail sold a lot of shoes hustled my ass off between the day job and sliding them underneath and getting performances that was that was the grind
0: am i positive just because i smiled and get grilled or just because I invite you to my house to chill Am I positive Just cause I'm never late to work I'll tell you how good you look in your brand new shirt Am I positive Just because I don't sell crack Or the fact that I say that I'm positive on a track Am I positive Cause I ain't never killed nobody Am I positive Cause I ain't never milk no honey Am I positive Just because I don't do drugs Or when I see you I'm the one to come Give you kisses and hugs Am I positive Just cause my car looks nice Or my clothes got five zeros On the tag price Am I positive Cause I ain't never raped a female Some people use the word Just to make the beat sale Now this is a situation That's hard to recognize
2: At that time it was all about Just what connections me. I could make Understanding what local artists Were making big noise at the time and really no one else was making any major noise but rhyme sayers i just kept them in my focal point like "Hmm, these guys are pretty decent pretty cool i ended up going to a uh, graduation party i want to say it was 19 what 96 i went to a buddy of mine's graduation party at edison high school and they had a bunch of mc battles and freestyles and stuff going on and slug was the dj that was DJing at the time. And so I got up and I battled this guy like just on some impromptu, two rounds of 60 seconds, you know, something basic. And I got a bunch of oohs and ahs because I was from the metaphor state of hip hop. So I could say shit, you know, I'm running rings around you like Saturn, da-da-da-da-da. And they were like, ah, you know? So then Slug got at me that day and was like, yo, you're pretty tight. He was cool. And I was like, hey, I appreciate it. I was like, I don't know who you are, but whatever, you know what I mean? And so we plugged that summer and then 97... I became a rhyme sayer, so it was all about just, I just hung around places, and just hung around MCs, and just went to shows, I probably spent a lot of 5, 6 bucks entry fees, just to see who that next guy would have been, you know, at the time, believe it or not, Beyond, aka Musab, now, he he was he was the guy to me, Slug really wasn't, it was all about Beyond, I, Beyond had this deep voice, and he was super conscious also, and you know what I mean, and I never saw him, he was elusive, so it was kind of like, damn, you know, like, where this dude's dope, where the hell is- yet you know and then when i'd see him i'm like ah, i was there where he was so i felt like wherever he went he co-signed it and that's how i treat these guys to this day if i don't go to your show i don't really co-sign it if i'm there you're like oh shit my name is Minnesota disputes Slicks. in the house so it's like yeah you must be on something just to motivate them man. the way music motivated me between the time of getting out of high school and becoming
0: a rhyme singer you can find sob chilling in the crib playing some bob dylan Read nice, birds, slim, and study in German Persian rug on the skin of my heels Hundred dollar bills on the living room table I'm viewing cable ESP and all the Spice channel It ain't no big deal You might even catch me peeping some fifth wheel Fredericks and Hollywood bags flowing out of my trash A common thing in my garbage, I see a lot of ass the Dress socks kicked up, relaxing In another zone, sipping on the nicey glasses of the home Speaking butter through the phone in a lover tone 45 minutes later, I got another song. The music that I've tried to create, I've tried to
2: embody everything that helped me understand music. And so that's why I don't write a lot of things that seem out of my element. I'm not in a box, but I definitely don't write about things that don't make sense to me. If certain things in life don't make sense, I'd rather study it as a person and figure it out. Then I can try to depict it into the music. The music that we create nowadays, it needs to reflect origins, it needs to reflect your personal growth, and then it needs to reflect the direction you're going in. And I've got a track called Time, where I use the word time pretty much in every line, and it's about utilizing time, about not taking advantage of time, being able to accept time and go forward. I've had like a song called Forevermore, which is living in the forevermore of hip-hop. On stage, I see shades of dark and light faces, travel through time like cryogenic stasis, like boom, It's frozen. These are the things we see, these are the moments that we have. We need to hold on to these moments, we need to share these moments.
1: Some use time to measure distance and space. Others use it as a guideline to measure their faith. Spending time on the sidelines designed to enhance. While others use time and urgency, praying on a chance. Time ain't never been an element to play with. I see time and development as the same gift. They giving my people time as a punishment Probable cause, breaking the law Time's what you get And the time, most time don't fit We spend a lot of time waiting, praying, they'll acquit Hoping that it quits, but the time keeps ticking, Seeking yourself fade all that time that you're sitting. The a lot of
2: people ask me that about rhyme series. they're like, why did, why did you leave, why did you leave? In my opinion, I sp- left because I had more things that I wanted to accomplish with hip hop than being in one particular place. Every crew that I've ever been in, it's downfall has been egos, completely. I mean, you can't get away from it, man, it's, it's an Achilles heel, because you get, Hip hop first of all is an egotistical scenario it started that way it it originally came off with I'm the greatest. I'm the best. Check me out. I mean, that's how I was going all the way back to Sugar Hill days. I mean if you listen to that music, it's it was all we are the party. Hey, you know what I mean? I am the man. Hey, and that's when it went from DJs to MCs, you know To the might to the to the master ceremony took it over because of an ego base Now these local crews and anything national that you've noticed that you've had large groups And you can see it even like I said on a mainstream level from like you're digging in the crates, you know to like um the native tongue to the Uma, that production company, the Uma, which doesn't really do shit anymore. I would say, you know, for better lack of terminology, and I, you know, and I'm and I'm not the type to <laughs> say anything that seems too racist, but a lot of lot of chiefs and not enough engines. And so every collective that I've been in, we've started with the humility, everyone respects each other as an artist, and then when you start making the product, is when the egos kick out because you're like, I know how capable I am of making a hit. What about this guy? If I get on this song with this guy, is this going to ruin my career? There's a billion and one things you got going on because you don't want to make a song that ultimately everyone's like, I like everything except your verse or I like your verse and I didn't like anyone else's shit. You know, and then so it's like, damn. And that's what happened. Every collective I've ever been in, ego, everybody falls prey to that inner voice and that I'm better than what I am and they need to take the rosy lenses off sometimes of their glasses and respect the fact that they're comfortable where they are and to take the feedback and do what they do so you gotta dodge them you gotta dodge egos like you dodge potholes on the road you know and when you see it coming you gotta almost have that heart to heart with that guy individually because everybody should know each other individually a lot of people don't i'm with a bunch of guys and they're cool because their name is on the marquee with a bunch of guys but you don't really know those guys personal you don't go sit down and eat dinner with them you don't go have a drink you don't kick back put one in the air and go hey no people do that shit anymore you know so so collectives will always be collectives. they'll never be groups anymore groups were Family orientators collectives are just what
0: they are. This is dedicated to all y'all. I work for from paper route to pizza hut trade center on third floor. I served your procedures for a moment, but I ain't training this because your pay rates are just bogus and miscellaneous. White castle wasn't oversized. Hassle here's my advice looking for a job. Don't try fast food that would last two weeks. Then I had to quit. Got some other shit still, small wages down at pay less. Man, it's the same shit at every gig spot. You got some clown ass manager thinking they big shot. Yeah, bro, trust me because I seen it before. Some motherfucker. T- in the convenience store that's dedicated. You could ask the company to invest in you for to take a bullet for the register. Let a little bit of steam off is all I'm doing. Just as
2: far as the music, it's it's kept me stable. Right now I'm a protective agent, which is one step underneath the police. So it's ironic. I do like law enforcement related work and then I get off work and I go rock a stage that night. Most people are confused, like, what the hell? But they get it. I'm like, it's it's a job, it's it's a career that I've picked right now. I don't want to be a cop because I want to have the ability to let the this go one day and say music is gonna fully fund me and that's my ultimate goal i mean I've, I've always looked at music as being my ultimate ending point in life like i will do something with it ain't no way
1: to explain or say how painful the hangover was today in front of the toilet hands and knees trying to breathe in between the dry heaves my baby made me some coffee afraid that if i drink some it's probably coming right back out me Couple of Advil, relax and chill at a standstill with how bad I feel. I think I need to smell fresh air, so I stepped out the back door and fell down the stairs. The sunlight hit me dead in the eye, like it's mad that I gave half the day to last night. the bad sight made me trip on my ass right into that patch of grass, like that's life. All of a sudden, I realized something. The weather is amazing, even the birds are bumping. Stood up,
2: hip hop matters and a breath, because it is a and it reflection is of life. And And it is a reflection of the day-to-day struggles that everybody goes through Hip-hop will affect the blue-collar person It'll affect the white-collar person It'll affect the person that's on the street It'll affect the person that's helping the person on the street That feels bad about that person But doesn't want to enable that person But still does it anyway That's what hip-hop is, man Hip-hop is a crutch that will consistently support life and no matter how you look at it, no matter how bad life gets, hip hop will always put a shining light on it to tell you, hey, no matter what, you will always be better than what this moment is right now. You know, And you can reflect on that in CDs, vinyl, anything you've ever listened to, cassettes. Hip hop is life. That's why it matters.